0: love talk
1: radio welcome ladies and gentlemen to the south bay show south bay spotlight on february 7th 2019 live love laugh and leave a legacy that's what we do here in the south bay of los angeles and it's a beautiful place to do just that
0: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible, They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call 310-975-4133.
1: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and the executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, Joe. I am doing very well. Um, I just got back from vacation. I just got back from a lovely, lovely vacation. My husband and I went uh, skiing up in Sun Valley, Idaho, uh, in Ketchum, and yes. um, had yes. had a fabulous, fabulous time. I, uh I saw that there was so much snow locally here. Uh, Mammoth, like Mammoth Mountain was mm-hmm. was closed uh, for for a few days because of. They, I think they got some like eleven feet. Uh, we didn't get that, but it was nice because throughout the the eight days we were up there, every night it snowed. You know, four inches, five inches, six inches. Mm-hmm. So it added up. We we had a really, really, really nice time. But um, I'm ready to get. We were ready to come home. Ready to come home and get back to work. Okay. <laughs> and I understand. I understand Fantastic. that you guys had some. I understand that you guys had some massive rain while I was gone.
1: Right. Yeah, it was massive, and and it was uniquely spread out enough so that we didn't have you know really bad uh, mudslides. There were some, uh, but uh, it was spread out, and uh, the green the the hills are green in Southern California.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I saw. <laughs> no, that really, there was, that you know. <clears throat> it made the national news. I mean, cool. I saw some video of yeah. massive mudslides and rivers and I know locally there was quite a few mm. street closures, flooding and stuff, but um I mean, we always need the rain, just we'd prefer to get it, you know, a little more spaced out maybe.
1: Right, right. No, it was wonderful. <laughs> I love rain. <clears throat> well, cool. So well, that was wonderful. I we had a great week last week, and it was it was uh, Lolly Ramzani, and uh, that was a great show about uh, 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 her business here in in Manhattan Beach, and that was that was wonderful. Uh, uh, family Care Center, help me out, Jackie.
0: Always best
1: senior uh, care. Always best senior care. You can't go wrong, Lolly Ramzani. She's she's such a great. Uh, uh, business
0: owner. Dan, you had um, uh, Mark on last week. I missed that. I was sorry to miss that. Yes. Yes. Beach City Solar Consulting.
1: Beach City Solar Consulting with Mark Lips. Yeah, we did. And we talked about that on Thursday. That was great.
0: Well, um, I'm back, so we can, I mean, I'm, we can get back to our regularly schedule programming here, right? And I
1: think thousands of other Southern Californians are, like me, have a touch of the flu it is really going around right now i'm sorry Uh, to hear that i've talked to several people yeah i think that's that's true but we'll see um and we're going to talk about something very exciting today so uh let's get to it this is one of those efforts that we talk about regularly uh and uh you know all of our local law enforcement is very very uh involved with the community and of course that's one of the The best things about living in the South Bay is the the quality and the involvement of our local law enforcement. But uh, Redondo Beach uh, Police Department has a very particular story, and uh, we're looking forward to talking about that. Jackie, who are our guests today?
0: Our guests this morning are Chief Keith Kaufman and Sergeant Jeff Mendens from the Redondo Beach Police Department, and musician Bobby Cochran from the Youth Battle of the Bands. Now, Bobby Cochran, lead guitarist, singer, writer, and producer, was influenced at an early age by his uncle, Eddie Cochran. He set his aim on becoming a master guitarist and went to work with many prominent groups, including Steppenwolf, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Leon Russell, Bob Weir, and more. In addition, Bobby's writing and production work has encompassed motion pictures, video, and Television. A consummate musician, Bobby's playing has been compared with many of the world's greatest guitarists, including Eric Clapton, Dwayne Allman, Albert Lee, Jeff Beck, Chick Atkins, Danny Gatton, Gary Moore, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Jimi Hendrix. On July 1st, 2017, Bobby and his Uncle Eddie were both inducted into the International Rockabilly Hall of Fame. Now, Chief Keith Kaufman started his career in law enforcement in 1984 with the city of Hawthorne. His experience encompassed an array of assignments, including patrol, gangs, narcotics, SWAT, and more. He served as a team member and a commander and is a two-time Medal of Valor recipient. He achieved the rank of captain in 2008 and began working on the Coffee with the Cop program in 2011. Captain Kaufman was selected as the new chief of police for the Redondo Beach Police Department in October of 2015. Now, Sergeant Jeff Mendens has been an officer with the Redondo Beach Police Department for 20 years. He's worked patrol assignments as both an officer and watch commander. Jeff was a traffic investigator with the department traffic unit and was previously the department's special events coordinator. Jeff spent five years with the department crime scene investigations team and Uh, currently supervises the Department Community Services Unit. This team puts together the department's signature surf, skate, and youth band events. The Community Services Unit also consists of the Department Comfort Dog, Meredith, Homeless Outreach Team, School Resource Officers, Community Quality of Life Officer, and the Domestic Violence Advocacy Team. Now, Joe, this morning uh, we're going to learn what attendees can expect at the free (coughs) Youth Battle of the Bands concert presented by the Redonda Beach Police Department, and Beach Live Festival, which is taking place on Friday, February 8th at 6 p.m. at the Redonda Beach Performing Arts Center. Chief, Bobby, Jeff, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
1: Thank you. you. It's uh, it's a geek-out session here. Um, First of all, we have one of the great... Uh, uh, musicians in of of our current era Bobby Cochran, with us welcome bobby
2: thank you so much yeah
1: thank you man i'm a fan
2: <laughs>
0: me too
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fantastic
1: and we have we have some of the 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 sort of the local legends of law enforcement uh we're very uh pleased to have you guys from uh, the redonda beach police department uh chief um when we talk about community policing you know a lot of people think of you know uh uh coffee with a cop and cops walking the beat, and and maybe you know uh I don't know, just maybe just sort of uh uh relating to the community, but rarely do they think of surfing with kids in the community or or music um this is special, it really is chief
3: yeah, it's a little bit different, and it is it is special um I catch a lot of flack from my constituents in the law enforcement industry for for doing such things, which they think uh. Could be rather ridiculous, but the reality of this is that our communities every community is different uh, and if you truly yeah. want to have engagement, you have to look to what the culture of that community is, and particularly mm-hmm. here in Redondo Beach or in the South Bay in general you m- many of the events that you mentioned you know our our history here our culture is is rich in the ocean and surfing and skating and uh and music you know people that have followed um especially the punk scene much of that was born here um in Hermosa and Redondo back in the in the early 80s so there's a lot of there's there's a lot of culture connected to the people that live here that when these events come on mm-hmm. it brings them out and it shows them that their police department understands the community, and it's just a great way for, for us to connect, and it's, it's fun. Mm. Um, uh, Sergeant
1: Mendens, uh, when you think of you know, your, what your department does, how would you describe it to another law enforcement agency that was just getting involved in community policing? How would you describe what you guys do?
4: You know, that's, that's a great question, and I think the chief uh, touched on it a little bit as far as other agencies and, and his peers, um, you know, giving a little bit of pushback and probably some some, uh, some good-natured teasing about some of the things we do, because it definitely puts, in a, puts us in a space that we're not traditionally in. You don't normally think about a police mm. department hosting a skateboard competition or a surfing competition or, or a battle of the bands event, although there is a long history here in the South Bay, at least, of police departments hosting, like, uh, teen dance nights and, and other other similar events, but this is a little different. Um, I think mm-hmm. the the best way we can we can describe it to other people, to everyone, not just everyone in law enforcement, but to everyone in our community, is that you know we go to where the people are. We don't we don't hope, we don't have any event we don't provide a service where we decide you know this would be great for us. We everything we do is focused on providing the best experience and the best opportunity to, opportunity to connect with people. Uh, based on their needs and where they're at, so that's that's why we're in these these events and spaces. And along the way, we have we have a great time. It's a lot of fun. But,
0: you know. Uh, you know, right. Joe. Um, I remember when I was growing up on the East Coast, they there was something called PAL. I I think it stood for police. Was it athletic league or something? And it was something where the police sponsored. It was more sports oriented. Chief, do you do you have something like that, or do you know what I'm talking about?
3: yeah i do uh that's a that's a very popular community program and that's those those uh pal programs uh police athletic leagues are across the country and that's it's it's the same concept it's very much the same concept i think um what we're doing is you know sports have changed too so um when when that changes you know you ask someone like i i have a i have a sixteen year old and Between five and eight years ago, you asked him what sports were. He wasn't rattling off, you know, baseball and football and soccer. He was talking about, you know, skating and snowboarding and surfing and action sports, motocross. Um, Many, uh, much of our youth, that's what they focus on. So this is this is kind of uh, reminiscent of a a modern day PAL program. But yeah, those are very popular and they they work well. You know, it, it's it's important mm-hmm. that police engage with the youth um, early and often um, because we need to be partners with them as they grow and 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 be seen in the right light. We have to tell our story to them so that they're not they're not picking up who we are based on some perception or narrative that they're that they're getting from somebody else or or the media. You know, the, mm-hmm. let, let let us handle it.
0: You know, I'm sitting here I'm sitting here laughing because when you say police engaged with the youth we had a lot of engagement with police when I was young. It's just different. It, it, it was it was just a little different. But the thing was uh, because I grew up in a in a, in a in a big city um uh, and police walked a beat uh you know it was like they they knew everybody they knew you they knew your parents uh so you know any anytime you were town doing something you shouldn't be doing, you know you know you you know they would get right back to your folks you know um uh, so this is this is yeah this is uh, proactive, you're not waiting what you're doing, you're not waiting to get engaged uh for nefarious reasons, you know, you're going out and being proactive about it, but I'm sorry. I was just sitting here remembering.
3: (laughs) Oh, trust me. We do plenty of that too. Plenty (laughs) of handcuffs and all that other stuff, but you know, uh, (laughs) We we can't be seen as being reactive to only right. once bad things have occurred. You know, we need to be around when uh, when there isn't a problem, so that so that the perception of the police isn't one of crime. It's one of no, the, that's a community partner. You know, they're they're leaders in our community that keep us safe. And just because they're here doesn't mean something's pro- that there's a problem or something's going wrong.
0: Well, you know, I right. went down to right. the um the, the skate event that you had uh, last year. Late last year, and um, boy, uh, that I, was this the second year you did that? Was there one be uh, before that? Yes, 18, that was 18, yes, 18. that was year two. Yeah, no that that was really really popular. What a fun fun event! I mean, I just went to watch, um, and just just a ton of fun. You had a ton of people out there, and you had some sponsors, and uh, you know, kids of all ages. There were some kids out there, you know, five six years old ripping it up on skateboards.
3: Yeah, it was amazing,
0: <clears throat>
4: Bobby. Yeah, it, it, I um, think I it goes to, to show. To... Go ahead, Go ahead. Bart, is Go ahead. That Jeff. Right, no, I, I think it goes. I think it goes to show when you when you provide an opportunity like that that we have some really extraordinarily talented kids and people in the community and people that want to help and and get involved in things like that and you provide the opportunity and people show up. I mean, there were some younger kids and even some, some kids in their teens that are incredible athletes. And it was just great for us to to connect with them and, you know, see them, uh, see them perform and uh, have a lot of fun at at an event. So that's one of those things we do where I think everyone enjoys the event Mm -hmm. and it kind of builds momentum as we, as we go forward. It's only our second year doing it, but I believe the plans are to do a third year and to make it, make it even better as we learn, you know, where we can improve and, And um, and make it even better going forward.
1: Yeah, I Um, I just wanted to bring Bobby uh...
2: from the police department. You know, we see we see so many of the negative things being publicized in the media. We don't Mm -hmm. often get to see this this part of the reach out uh, where they're actually connecting with people. You know, the thing that's missing in society is connection. People feeling what Mm -hmm. their part of being the community is. Uh, for the most part, I think, is missing for a lot of young people. They wonder, how, it, how do I connect? How how, What's my role in being a, a citizen in this thing? So they don't feel isolated. You know, we have so many suicides happening, whether it be teens or soldiers or, or whatever it is. You know, all this loss of life because people uh, don't know how to connect and how they fit in and feel, feel a part of things. Music is one of the most mm-hmm. essential ways of connecting and having it. An emotional connection, and uh, you know it's it's so um, it's so essential that people realize how important these music is in their lives, how important the arts are in their lives, because it's the it's the part that really does connect human beings together. If you, if you watch movies without the music, I mean, you will lose all the emotional content. And um, mm-hmm. you know, people in the at the end of life, all that's going to matter are the connections we made. It's not going to be about what house you had, how, what, how big your stack of money was. It's going to be the people that loved you and that you loved. And music is one of the best ways of doing that. And, uh, you know, I just think it's awesome that the police department is doing something proactively to, uh, to, make, to make kids realize that police are human, too. You know, you, you, you don't. I personally resent when a police officer is, is a bully you know, and, and, uh, it seems like it's a magnet for that. In so many areas, you see people being shot in the back and, and, you know, the stories we hear are horrendous and this is such a beautiful thing to see cops reaching out, uh, because they really are human too. They have kids, they have, they have desires. Um, it, it's a scary job when you're out there only dealing oftentimes with the, uh, troublesome people out in society. And, um, Mm-hmm. you know i i think it's an awesome way to connect the police department with the kids and uh, get getting to know one another you know uh, society is so big now and uh, you know it seems like social media plays such a role in their lives but i don't i don't see much much in the way of police departments doing what they can to uh, com, uh, connect with kids connect with the society so i think so awesome. uh,
1: that's a great point that's a great point, Bobby and, and Chief. One of, the, one of the things we see in the general media, social media, television, is the interaction between the police and the community when something goes wrong. But how do we change that? How do we, how do we um, make the normal view of policing a positive view?
3: How, how can we get there from where we are, Chief? Um, well... I know that uh many things have been tried. I don't know that everything works, but it is a constant battle it's like an uphill swim against um some of the perceptions that that law enforcement has um much of it our own fault uh much of it the fault of the fault of others because communication community engagement um that's a two way street you know the the police in my in in my 25 years i think it's safe to say that we haven't we haven't told our story as well as we could um if something negative happens doesn't matter where it's at it's like a plane crash the entire us knows about it right we do battle of the bands some incredible event that well we found this new formula that's working with uh with community engagement and you know to get that to get that message Pushed the same way is very, very difficult, um, and I think everyone has a responsibility in that we're We're kind of an easy target, and oftentimes we have in the past you know been been a pretty closed off industry um, so people mm-hmm. will ask questions, and the the response would have been, well, we can't comment on that, and that's not good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to be as transparent as possible, but Still maintain um, maintain the right environment so that we can we can do investigations when we need to and but but the reality is we have to take the time to explain why it is we do what we do um, we have to tell our story right. we have to tell the whole story and that's why you know every time there's a there's there's a police shooting if the focus is on that but there hasn't been a 100 instances of good, it's going to look like, mm-hmm. wow, all the police do is shoot somebody. If you go out on a ride-along, or the average citizen that's never been on a ride-along goes on a ride-along, they will leave that night going, wow, I didn't really realize that's what you actually do. And um, here in Redondo Beach and any community, the, the total time that we spend on true enforcement – is a uh, minuscule compared to all of the other things that we're tasked with doing. Uh, but that story is not often told, you know, it's the one you see on TV. It's high speed, low drag, you know, guns and, uh, people getting shot and, uh, problems being solved in, you know, in a one hour episode it doesn't work yeah. that way. And so it's just, it's important to us that, that we, that we do tell our story and that, that we engage enough with the community that we build trust. So when the shooting happens, um, and they happen, trust me, we just we had one not too long ago. When those happen, if there's questions or concerns, we at least want to have a good enough of a relationship with people where they say, "Hey, can like, let me give you the benefit of the doubt." But what happened over there? And and let us yeah. let us explain it. You know, that's that's how that's how relationships work, right? You build trust, and and that's what that's what this community engagement is. Well,
2: no, you know, Bobby, it's interesting. Do you live locally? I, I actually live in Nashville, but I, uh, I'm from California, and I've been, over the last four and a half years, I've probably been here in California 80 to 90% of the time. Um, yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah. I, I regret having moved. California is one of the greatest places in the world to live just uh, regarding weather. And I, and I like the fact that mm-hmm. the population, the pop, the people are m- much more forward-thinking than some of the people in the Midwest and Southeast. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a real advocate for ending the war on drugs. You know, I, I think uh, I talk to police mm-hmm. departments and FBI and DEA people, anywhere I find them, and, and there is consensus that the war on drugs has not worked. What we have done is we've created gangland America, and it went from the major cities to where it's everywhere now. We have crystal meth labs out in the woods. Uh, no matter where you go, out in the rural areas, and it hasn't stopped drug drug abuse. Drug abuse isn't a moral problem. It's a, it's a it's a mental health and a, a, a health problem. And uh, for them to still have marijuana as a class uh, a class one narcotic, with no medicinal purpose is, is, it causes disrespect for the law, and. You guys are mm-hmm. out there be, beating, beating the streets, so to speak, and, and we've created a problem. We saw what it created during Prohibition, and and it, it comes down to our government being lobbied by pharmaceutical companies, <laughs> the alcohol companies, the oil companies. You know, when Henry Ford had a hemp, a hemp diesel car back in 1939, 1940, it was a renewable energy source. It was built out of hemp plastic that was biodegradable, and, it, and it's like, what's wrong with you people, you know? The fact that we had a war coming and a chemical company that created nylon, well, they don't want to compete with hemp products. The alcohol industry doesn't want to compete with what you can grow at home. And if we could take all of that out of your duty and take all these people out of prison, which has destroyed the family structure all across America, and especially in Hispanic and black communities, it's it's mind-boggling what we've done on purpose to destroy our society. And nobody's talking about it. You know, yeah. Trump's talking about a wall and all the problems he talks about basically are coming from the gangsters that are promoting uh, drugs. You know, if you want to be a drug addict, I recognize that we can't stop you. We can give you your card. You can visit the doctor every couple of months, get, get drugs that are not contaminated with fentanyl, and, you know, encourage them off of the program while they're waiting to see the doctor instead of seeing their drug pusher well, who wants to get them on crystal meth well, and all that that's That's
1: all well and good, Bobby, but I want to talk to you about something you're really passionate about <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's a joke
2: well you know and getting people is, into music you know where's where's all the art in school? We've taken so much of it out. You know, and and we want kids to be connected. We want them connected not only to their own lives, but to their families and their friends feel like they're a part of something and that they're important in life. And, you know, everybody. And they are. Go on. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I just wanted to say that we are so lucky to have this happening here in the South Bay, as you say, you know, uh, uh, here in california we have a very progressive uh view on on going forward with society and and making it work for everyone and with the policing uh uh initiatives that uh chief kaufman and and sergeant uh, mendance have have done in redondo beach we're 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 a special uh a special place so now I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Youth
0: Battle of the Bands and how well, well, let's that wait, came let's about wait. wait what's going to happen. Let's do a – Joe, let's do a really quick station break, and then we can get, get into that, okay?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and, of course, we talk about things that are centered on the South Bay of Los Angeles, and uh, we talk about events and community policing and music – and all of the things that make all of the things that make the South Bay such a wonderful place to live. And uh, we're having this wonderful discussion now with uh, 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 a few uh, law enforcement officers and uh, Bobby Cochran, one of the uh, a uh, he's he's in the Rockabilly Hall of Fame. Uh, what a, what a great career he's had and and continues to have. And uh, we're talking about the Youth Battle of the Bands free concert. We're going to talk about more uh, uh, about that. More, um, Jackie.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Bobby. I wanted to know how did you uh, hook up with the Redonda Beach Police Department?
2: Well, I uh, I was at a, an event. Uh, uh, I don't remember a couple of years ago, and I met Dinah. And uh, her brother was performing. He invited me up on stage and I played and we, uh, we we got to know each other, you know, and when she thought about this event and who could be involved that she knew, she thought of me and called me and I said, yeah, I'd do it. I used to play in battles of the bands when I was a kid. It was like every, it seemed like every major mall was a location for a battle of the bands. And then at the end, the winners of all the battles of the bands would get together and compete at at, at some function like this. And it was a way of of uh, kind of taking your playing to another level where you got to see people from all over, uh, you know, Southern California. And, um, you know, kids, uh, we're, we're looking for venues to play. You know, every every high school, it seemed like, had what was called a canteen, and they would hold dances on the weekends. We, we, I was with some very popular bands out in Long Beach. Uh, I was with a band called The Emperors. Uh, when I was younger, I was with, with a band called Benny and the Midnighters, which involved Little Willie G and the Midnighters, and then The Midnighters, which had a hit with Land of the Thousand Dances and Whittier Boulevard. But we, that's how I started off, you know, especially playing surf music. And in fact, uh, up in Balboa, we just had a gathering of all the uh, surf all-stars. And, um, you know, it, it was a big, big Balboa parade. I think it was the 25th uh, anniversary of it with the car shows and, you know, everybody in the, in the parade and, and uh, the, the, the audience out there screaming and waving. And it brought back a lot of memories for a lot of people. And music is just a, a very big part of our lives. And, um, I want to also say something that's unusual about my career is I never did drugs and I never drank, you know, when I was with Steppenwolf, one of our hits is "The pusher, you know, the guy says, well, I smoked a lot of grass, you know, I popped a lot of pills and the, the audience goes, yeah, right on dude, you know, but they don't realize <laughs> the song is saying, uh, you know, it's a negative song about the pusher man. I, I don't, I don't think I can actually say the lyric right now, but, but, uh, I don't. I don't know what the restrictions are on the radio, but uh, you know anybody who knows that song, go for it. Bobby. It's a negative song. Go for it. God damn the pusher man. You know is is what it says. Right. And and uh, you know people um, people have the right to feel good and to do to do the things that help them to feel good and loosen up. We just don't want it um, uh, operating vehicles uh, uh, on the, on the streets and, and stuff like that under the influence. However. If you're going to be out if your children are out on new Year's Eve night, I guarantee those guys in law enforcement know the difference between somebody who's had uh, some pot versus somebody who's drank and has lost their equilibrium because it's a different type of effect when you don't when you can't tell up from down we've got a problem, and people you know at concerts and stuff should not be harassed because they want to get high and have a little bit of fun. Um, there's a reason why it's universal, you know, as far back as you can go, we will find evidence of, of things that made people feel good. And, uh, music is one of those things. Music is one of those things that when a, when a musician is really great, it's when they are connecting to the music and to the people and connecting to their own, their own band in a way that a lot, I call it being in the zone, you know, where it feels like we're just channeling this beautiful energy and, and the, the second you notice you're in the zone, you're out of the zone. And then you let yourself get back in. And the audience can feel this thing. There's an energy exchange that happens between the audience and the band. And hopefully these young, young players will learn from us who've been doing it all our lives. And it's not just, you know, a tunnel vision about what you're doing and trying not to make a mistake. Um, it's about a much, much deeper and broader connection where you're really, uh, although it may sound cliche, we're really exchanging love and, and com- camaraderie and, and uh, joy together. And um, that, that's what music allows us to do so easily. It's universal. All around the world, people love music. And these kids, when you get invested in something like that and discover that you're capable and, and it endears you to people, um, there's, there's hardly anything that's more fun. You know, I, I, I appreciate people that are into sports and all that because all the guys that we respect are guys that can get in the zone. When you get in the zone with anything that you're passionate about, it is, it is your connection right. to God expressed right here in the physical world. And there's nothing better than right. that.
0: Well, Joe, this okay. This is all so, going to happen tomorrow. Yes. Yes. That's what I wanted to mention that the youth battle of the bands. It's a free concert. All right. It's going to be taking beach at the Redonda beach performing arts center. It's a nice large venue. It's free. First come first serve as far as seating goes. All right. So get there early. You'll get great seats. Now, um, uh, Jeff, from what I understand you you had submit, you had these bands submit, um, uh, to, to be in this, in this, uh, con to be at this concert. And, I I had the list of them someplace here, but I I am familiar with several of them because they play at local venues. Uh, Chroma Haza, whoever's handling their marketing, they send me the information anytime they play locally. Um, There's another band, uh, XYZ, something like that. Uh, Jeff, you want to give us the the, 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 the rundown of the bands that will be playing, uh, where they're from? Uh, I mean, these are all kids, and they're all really good, aren't they?
4: Yeah, they they are really good, and I just want to go back and touch on uh, uh, the venue, and and uh, and I appreciate Bobby sharing, and we definitely hope that people make a connection, and it's a special event, but it is a family uh, a family event, and a family scene. We definitely won't have smoking inside the building, at least at this event. So um, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time, and everyone's welcome. Like you said, there's no admission charged. Um, and and going back to what you were talking about as far as uh, you know, getting the bands together and and putting the lineup together. Initially, we put out a a message to have bands come and uh, compete for six spots for this event because although we're not paying for the venue, we do have to pay for the staff that's, you know, running the board and the lights and and all the back end of of the uh, Performing Arts Center, which if you haven't been there, is a fantastic venue. And earlier when Bobby was talking about, you know, Battle of the Bands at malls and other locations, that's some of the, the video we've seen of these bands performing at smaller venues And some of the places are great. We know that there's tons of live music places in the South Bay that are fantastic, but very few get the opportunity to play at a bigger place where, you know, theoretically you could have 1,500 people come and perform, and, and, uh, you know, audio and lights and everything else is state-of-the-art. So we're really excited to give them the opportunity to to do that at at the Performing Arts Center. And we're we're, We can't thank them enough for accommodating the event.
0: Fantastic. All the
4: people... All the
0: people it takes
2: to pull together an event like this, you know, you guys promoting it and helping with it. You know, it's just it's amazing all the volunteers that are involved to make something like this happen. And, you know, maybe we'll wake up some of these other communities, too, you know, and uh, get them involved in this sort of thing. You know, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, we, well,
0: well we,
4: we, had a, we had a lot of success with the SERP.
0: Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, we, we had a lot of success with the surf and skate competitions. I think the response and, and uh, you know, Chief, feel, feel free to jump in and let me know if I'm wrong. But I think the response and the experience people had, and just the number of people that came out, either were uh, directly involved or just wanted to come and watch, was was overwhelming. It was much more than what we expected. Um, but this is also an area where we we figured, although oh, there, there's a lot of crossovers, especially with surf and music, uh, the surf and music community. You know, there are probably a lot of kids that, you know, aren't competing in, uh, in sports or, or not surfers or skaters. Maybe they're doing organized sports, but they also have talent and want to perform. So we came up with this idea to do, do this youth band competition. And I think what separates this from others is, um, number one, the venue uh, that they're going to get to yeah. perform at. And then also the fact that the Beach Life Festival is helping to um, make the event possible. And the band that wins the youth battle of the bands competition is actually going to open for one of the days at the Beach Life Festival. <laughs> wow, too.
0: that's very yeah. cool. That's 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 another big event coming up that I mean I'm looking forward to. Very very excited about that.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. so so you can, can tell, us, tell us about some of the bands. Tell give us some give us a lowdown on some of the bands that'll be playing.
4: You know, you mentioned uh, uh, Chroma Hayes and some other bands that actually are, are, are really well practiced and um, and do do shows at local venues, um, and they're a great example of that. And then we have uh, the majority of the bands are from the South Bay area. There's one group uh, that actually go goes to a a music school in Pasadena. That's that's about the farthest we've had um, you know come and come and uh, participate as far as not being in the South Bay. That's about as far as as anyone has come to compete. Uh, one band from Long Beach, a of course is from the Torrance area. Um, Peer pressure is a local band um and then all the way down to behind schedule is actually a group of young musicians they're all uh middle school students who saw the flyer for the event and got together and put a band together with like two weeks before the tryout oh,
0: fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so we
4: we 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 were so happy when they showed up and played, and they're actually really great and um and that was the whole point of doing this was to get, you know, people interested and inspire people to perform. And, you know, we couldn't have been happier when they showed up. And they're actually great, great young musicians. So that was fantastic. So it runs the full gamut. It's for everyone from people that have had some some uh, commercial success. I think Alinea has been in the uh, Rose Parade and, and had some other exposure. Proma Hayes is out playing. Um, some of the others, I don't know as much about their background. But I can tell you, everyone that showed up at least once during their, their tryout performance, all the people that were judging stopped and looked at each other because we were blown away about how gri- how good they were. <laughs> That's cool, so
0: That's, That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. so. So that that was my next question is um, the people that were judging. Um, was it was it any particular? Well, first off, is this are they all different? different music genres is it rock is it cl- classic uh uh pop uh blues jazz was there any what were the parameters or was it just if the judges loved them it didn't matter what the style of music was
4: yeah ultimately they were all so fantastic in their own way and there was a lot of variety in, in the style of music they played um that we decided that we had to find a way to take it take everyone you know, we talked when I talked initially about taking six bands and then having tryouts. Once we heard everyone show up and play and saw what saw what the effort they put into it and, and how good they were, we figured out a way to uh compress the run of show and we, we probably will end up going over, but we wanted to give all of them an opportunity to perform.
0: Oh, so there was nobody that you said, nah, no thank you. <laughs> no,
4: no, we really couldn't. I mean, it, you know, this is about the community, about getting together, about developing a relationship, and giving these kids a chance to perform at, like I said, a, a top-rate venue. And when we saw them show up and the effort they put in and how good they were in their own ways, you know, we decided that we had to make it work and 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 take everyone that showed up.
0: What now? Was there was it uh, an age cap, uh, or you still had to be like in high school or anything like that?
4: You, you know, we made we intentionally. Uh, named it youth battle of the bands so we didn't say, you know, teen or, or student battle of the bands and we didn't want to cap it. Um I think one performer, don't hold me to this, but I believe one performer is, is, is eighteen or nineteen. The majority of the kids are in their, their early teens. Um there's there's a twelve year old twelve year old guitarist in uh X Y Z P D Q um that's fantastic. So really age didn't have have that much relevance there were some really good uh, younger musicians and there were some good uh, older musicians um, so we, we took everyone that that uh, took the time and the care to show up and try out
0: and and what was the outreach for this did you um, put the information out in the schools the guitarist center uh, uh, local papers how, how did what was what was how did you outreach
4: yeah all, all those all those areas uh, when Bobby mentioned Dinah Lurie, Dinah Lurie runs our our uh, uh, community services programs, and really is the backbone of all these events. Um, you know, she has been in the community for a number of years and knows knows a ton of people, and does an outstanding job. I can't thank her enough for all the work she does putting these things together. So all those all those places you mentioned, and then and more, were uh, were notified about the event. You know, we made personal contact with people, talked to them about it, and uh, tried to generate interest in it. And, and we were excited about the number of bands that showed up to try out.
0: Yeah, she she contacted me right away, and I I posted the uh, submission information up on my website. Dinah knows everybody, right?
4: Yeah.
3: Joe,
0: I she, yeah. I, I I she knows everybody. She's every place all at once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she do it. She must have a couple of clones.
3: <laughs> she's
0: she's got the energy of ten
2: people, she's like a human fire hose of generosity and and uh, love and caring and inviting people in to be involved. it's mind blowing. You guys have such a gift in her in your community. Uh, I see all across the world there are people here and there that just do the work of many, many people igniting this enthusiasm in communities. And and also, I, I think a shout out uh, uh, is deserved by all the parents who are supporting their kids in doing something that they're passionate and that they love, um, you know, and, and allowing the rehearsals, which can be so annoying because, you know, when you're not doing it, sometimes they're just loud and they're stopping and repeating and going over and over and over. So the patience of these parents is, is an awesome thing. And it, it comes because they love their kids. And, uh, you know, so I, I think a, a shout out needs to go to all the parents who support their kids and the things they love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, what what uh, what Bobby just mentioned uh, in every community, what, what do we call that rule? What do we call that rule? The people that make things happen? Movers
2: and person <laughs> No, Joe
0: Joe knows. Joe 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 the eighty twenty rule. It's the eighty twenty rule. Uh, you know, gen, you know, it's the twenty percent in every community that uh actually makes makes things happen and Dinah is definitely one of those. Um, I don't know where Joe went. Joe just kind of disappeared on us. He's still on the line, but he just kind of disappeared. Um, oh, uh, so, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: I, I I I was coughing. That's right. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Sorry, you're sick. Sorry, but I'm back now. Okay, all right. I was just mentioning that 2080 rule and how how Dinah is one of that 20 percent because she right. she is at everything. You know, right. every every local community event, she is there. You know, she she she's a presence. She she gets it done. Um, and I was just going to ask something else, and it flew right out of my mind. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe okay.
4: it'll jog jog your memory uh, if I tell you that in the office, uh, the, the game always is to bring up a name of a person we're we're talking to or working with and to see if Dinah knows that person. And there's only been a handful in the couple of years she's been here that she didn't know. So gives you an it's idea six, of how many people she does know.
0: It's six degrees of Dinah that's Larry. That, that's what yeah. you're playing, six right. degrees of Dinah Larry. I love that. Yeah. No, I, I would well, say she,
4: it's probably two, awesome. two degrees with Dinah. <laughs> she, she's so yeah.
2: positive she's been so positive to this whole this whole thing and it's just always this can-do attitude um uh, it really uh i think she deserves to go around uh, to every community and light the fire under people who have a similar uh capability that hasn't been uh, developed and uh you know I, I worked for uh with a company uh who had a, an extraordinary person that answered the phone. He finally was told how extraordinary she was by so many people that he sent her around to everybody who did phone work to teach them how to react to people in a way that feels authentic, you know, and uh, Dinah's like that. She just, she, her heart is all over this event. And, um, mm. you know, you just, you just, I wish every community had somebody like her.
0: Oh, most, do. Well, we're, most we're, do. We're not
2: going to give her up
4: that easy.
0: <laughs> well, Joe and I, you know, <laughs> Joe and I doing doing this podcast for almost eight years now. Um, we every community does have uh, some of these people that that make these things happen, and right. um, so so okay. So it's a free concert, everybody. It's free. It's Friday night. Free concert. Right? Free concert. All right. That's first right. first come first right. seated all right, at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. Uh, uh, I have 6 p.m. Do doors open at 6 p.m. or does the concert start at 6 p.m.?
4: You know, the concert's going to start at 7. Uh, The doors will open about 6.30, and uh, everyone will get an opportunity to come in and and meet Bobby and and, uh, grab a seat and get settled. Um, And the run of show is from 7 to 9. And and like I mentioned earlier, because we have so many bands performing, they're going to be limited to 10 minutes, each for their performance, but we we expect it to run over slightly. But I think with with the number of uh, you know number of bands and how fast the show is going to run, I think those two hours are going to uh, zip right by. So yeah, you well, know, it Bobby, may sound like a long time, but it's it's not going to be.
0: Bobby, are you performing as well?
4: Yes, I, I've
2: got my trio coming in, and we are going to spank it hard.
0: <gasps> oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're to rock it they're gonna rock it till the wheels come off. I love this. Um, are you oh, are, yeah. are, are going to be the opening act or are you going to uh, be at the end or intermission or the, where are you going to be the there? We're the finale.
2: We're the finale okay. and uh, we're going to do a, a whole range of stuff that's going to warm people's hearts. People are going to be into it. They're going to have their hands in the air, wiggling their fingers so I can hear them singing. Uh, so I can see them singing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an entire range of music uh, with my thing. And uh I started off in right. surf music right. and, and I've had a career in so many genres of music, you know, it, it blows my mind. You know, I went from
1: oh, being the really. guitarist
2: with Steppenwolf, uh, that, that, you know, John Kay was the singer. I, I sang a couple of things with him, but, uh, you know, while I was still with Steppenwolf, I was asked to, uh, uh, front the Flying Burrito Brothers for a couple of weeks and, uh, they talked right. me into staying and, uh, you know, so, so I went from playing you know, hard rock to doing country rock. The, the Burrito Brothers were kind of the forerunners to the Eagles and Poco and bands like that. And then, uh, of course, Leon okay. Russell was an entire other genre. And Bobby and the Midnights, we did every style of music. When I, when I first joined the Midnights, um, the first gigs that Alfonso Johnson and Billy Cobham and I played, the only thing we'd ever done together was have dinner. I'd never heard their music. They'd they'd never heard mine that I know of. And we were hired to do 12, 40 minute shows, um, not having a lick of music between us. And it was just total spontaneity 12 times for 40 minutes at at the Frankfurt Messe. And, uh, uh, it was unbelievable. I still have people stop and say, that's the best music they'd ever heard. And we were just three consummate musicians, just doing what we love and making it, making it work between us. And, uh, of course, with the band, it's a whole different thing. You know, we went on to uh, form Bobby and the Midnights with Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. The original band was the Ibanez-Tama All-Stars, which was Bob Weir from the Dead, Steve Miller from the Steve Miller Band, everybody knows him, and Billy Cobb, <laughs> and me. And... uh you know I, people still talk about that concert back in 1979 you know it's mind blowing, but mm-hmm. uh this this event mm-hmm. I, I really am looking forward to it i'm I'm looking forward to getting to play for everybody, and uh, my guys are are just awesome you you'll love them.
0: and we should mention that I, Bob Weir I is going to be playing uh, Bob Bob Weir is going to be playing at Beach Life festival this this may. He's going right. to be one of the headliners one of right. the days.:
2: I'll be darned.
0: Right. Well, Bob is awesome. as well as Bob, uh,
2: Bob Willie Nelson. He's a magical player.
0: Well, we got hmm. we have Willie Nelson, uh, Brian Wilson, uh, Bob Weir. I believe are right. the headliners today's, and uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be huge, huge, huge. huge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, so it, Jeff, I, I I just Jeff, I just want to um get this out there. So. Again, tomorrow night, February 8th, doors open at 6.30 p.m. at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. You don't have to go online to register for tickets. You just show up, right? You just show up at the door, right?
4: Just show up. It'll be first come, first serve. The, the house seats about 1,500 people. It'd be great if we had a full house. Um, uh, right. Plenty of right. free parking. There'll be light refreshments there. Bobby will be there, uh, 11 great bands. If for some reason people can't make it, um, and you mentioned having to go online. They don't have to go online. But if people want to search for Redondo Beach Police Department on YouTube, we're actually we're going to have several different cameras there uh, recording the event. But oh, one of them will actually live stream the event. Yeah, we're going to live stream on, on uh, YouTube Live at Redondo Beach Police Department. If you do a search, you'll find our channel. and uh, And stand by for the live stream tomorrow night. You were asking
2: earlier for who the lineup was. I, I see uh, the first man was Alenia, and then Good Vibe, Borderline, Crash Incorporated, Behind Schedule, Peer Pressure, Minor Problem, Drop-Offs, Totally Mental, Chroma Haze, and XYZPDQ, and then me. And I actually heard that they were opening the doors at 6 o'clock. I don't know if my information was wrong, but that the uh, concert started at 7
4: um, yeah. I have so. six o'clock
0: doors open at six, but it, you know, it, Hey, get there at six. Be first in line. Yeah, if get you, the best seat.
4: If you, if you get there at get six, we're not going to turn anyone away. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good.
0: Well, you know, I just want to, I just want to mention again, um, what, what the, you know, we, Joe and I, uh, are in touch with all of our local law enforcement, uh, divisions in all the beach cities in, in the South Bay. And, um, you know, what we are one of the things we are most proud of is that uh chief kaufman started that coffee with a cop program i, th- I believe it was back in 2011 right. and it's gone national it's gone national there wow, is now a right. national national coffee with a cop day um i Amazing. i remember when it started i remember i remember when hawthorne had that first one i posted the information on my website and then the next thing I saw, you know, the other local police departments were doing it. Manhattan was doing one. Hermosa was doing one. Uh, El Segundo was doing one. And then all of a sudden, what, two years ago, was it, Chief, that it went national?
3: Um, yeah. It, so in, in about 2011, 2012, it got picked up by the Department of Justice, and we ended up writing a curriculum with the University of Illinois and then took it across the country, training departments on it. So it it really grew from there. We were in different regions and we'd have, you know, 15, 20 different departments in a region. We'd train them and then they'd go and train their neighbors and the thing just spread like wildfire. Um it's insane. It's uh it it's really now touted as an international program. I believe it's in wow. 15 different countries, and it's in, uh, don't don't hold me to this, I'm not sure how many languages, I know I helped, uh, well, I didn't help translate it, because I don't speak French, but we brought it to Canada, and um, they had to, we had to do all this translation, so of course we used academia, and we show up in Montreal to teach them, and, and we had, whatever we wrote, it was like coffee with a pig, it wasn't, it didn't translate right. Oh. <laughs> so they had to they had to fix it when we got there. So we we've had a lot of bumps in that road but um, yeah it's it's, yeah. it's an incredible program. And this is really it's it's simple. It's simple. The, the the concept there is that the coffee is the the coffee's the vehicle that kinda breaks the bread in the community and begins to build the trust. In this particular case, it's music. You know, in in May, it's surfing. Um, in the summer, it's the skateboarding competition. That really is the cup of coffee that brings the police in front of the community and um, and helps build trust. That's what these things are all about. Um, I should probably take this opportunity to tell everybody um, these are not these are not my ideas. Jeff and Dinah, um, they work so hard coming up with this stuff and um, you know I I feel like if I'm responsible for anything it's it's at least giving them uh, a platform to be creative and they come to me and they're like hey we're going to do a battle of the bands and it's going to be huge and I'm like whoa really yeah that sounds incredible <laughs> uh, and they're just the I think they, they've tapped into a formula that's working and uh, I can't wait to see who actually shows up at this that's one thing we haven't talked about, Jeff. You know, at these events, um, because the culture is deeply rooted in whatever it is we're connecting to, you see legends show up. It's just what happens, uh, and they love it. At that surf competition, there were pros there from the 70s. There were people that that surf around here that are literally our South Bay icons, and they were there with their kids, and it was wow. it was amazing and i i bet you the same thing's going to happen here they're, you know we're so well connected in the music industry um we're probably going to have some people show up that um you know like bobby that people under, that 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 know and uh they're they're going to be proud of the fact that Redondo Beach and, and the police department is is giving is giving our youth an avenue to uh to show their show what they have and make that connection so oh, i can't goodness. wait to see
0: goodness knows we have right. we have a, a lot of musicians in the south bay uh a lot of a lot oh, yeah. of big musicians in the south bay yeah right
4: yeah we have yeah, we, uh, one we're, of go on but well like i'm sure everyone else's experience you know growing up in this area we we had a a band uh, that was made up of our friends and, you know, we went and saw them perform everywhere from the whiskey to, you know, little commercial areas and and all over Southern California. And, uh, you know, it's it's a common thing. It's a common experience that people share. And, you know, I'm sure like the chief said, you know, Bobby's enthusiasm for this will be shared by other people. And and I am really excited to see who shows up. And uh, I think, you know, the more people that are there and enjoying it, you know, the better the synergy is and, and, and the more successful it'll be.
0: Do let me ask you something, Bobby. Um, at at events like this, do um uh like music producers, agents think do they? I know back in the day they would go to the the, the smaller clubs to find new talent and stuff. Do does that still happen?
2: Oh yeah, uh, there, there's there are probably some clubs around LA that are just sort of known for that. And certainly in Nashville uh they have all the songwriter nights you know, and everybody's going out hoping to be discovered by some act that's successful or a producer in uh, publishing companies and uh you know it, it's it's really a a matter of awakening communities to events like this. It's rare that you get to hear this many bands in one in one place, and of course when when they're looking for the next new breakout artist. You want to go where, where music's happening. And there just aren't enough venues uh, compared to when I was a kid. My God, there were clubs everywhere that you could play. And now it's it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was uh, 10% of the clubs with a much huger po- population competing for the same venues. Uh, so when cities actually are proactive like this, and give kids an opportunity, young young people, to start start doing this thing called music. Um, I think it's great. I, I hope all the schools. I hope it's like the hundredth monkey theory that people will get the word, and then once it reaches a certain uh, um, um, recognition factor, then suddenly all the all the places start doing it. And uh, I think every community would serve itself very well by having those dance canteens like we did, you know, the gym sock hops back in the fifties. I I just played this venue uh, back in uh, uh, Clear Lake, Iowa, where uh, Richie Valens and uh, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper played the night before uh, that they were killed. And, uh, it's just a, an amazing community of volunteers that provide one of the greatest opportunities to hear some of the, the, the bands that people loved all throughout history. And, and, uh, at this great old venue, um, and the gymnasiums, I mean, a lot right. of schools have a gymnasium, so they've got a venue, uh, you know, you had to take right. your shoes off. That's why they called it a sock hop. And, uh, people get to get out there and dance and meet one another and, you know, fall in love. And, and, uh, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to have music be a part of our community, uh, a really active part of our community. And uh, if we can get it uh, happening in the school systems once again, that will bring it to all the kids. And, of course, band you know, needed for decades to evolve to where they could play electric guitars and electric basses and, and drums um, and not just the old big band, you know, brass and, and all of that stuff. Um, So a lot of communities started opening up uh, to that. However, the funding uh, has been taken away many times. You know, teachers barely have enough money uh, to teach, and the classrooms are overcrowded. That's why we had this big uh, uh, walkout uh, recently and a a renegotiation of those things. People in communities, it's important to get the priorities straight, and the arts ought to be at the top of the priority list. Right along with teachers' pay, you know, it, it, it's crazy yeah. that we've allowed yeah, our society right. to, to, uh, to disintegrate, sort of. And music is one of the things that helps cause that to, to not happen because it connects people. The arts, all of the arts, dancing and painting, and all, all of the stuff <coughs> connects people to their heart and soul. And that's, that's what's important in life. Of all the things, Loving one another, loving yourself, feeling appreciated is at the top of the list of importance right along with food. This is a survival thing, you know, so you can can, can thrive in your life and feel like purpose that you love, you, know? wow. you know.
1: Wow. I'm,
2: I'm passionate about it.
1: <laughs> you, you, well, what a great way to end the show, um, Bobby Cochran. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, you bet. I'm excited. And and we're we're looking forward to seeing you uh tomorrow. Um Chief Keith Kaufman and Sergeant Jeff Mendens, thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you. You guys do a great service and uh we really appreciate you putting us on and helping give these young bands some exposure. Thank you very much.
4: Awesome, well, man. I hope a lot of people Yes. I was just going to say, our our pleasure to be here, and I know we're we're running out of time. Uh, but if you want to see what we're going to do next, uh, take a look at at our department uh, Instagram page. It's at Redondo Beach PD, and uh, people can see what, what we're working on next to, uh, to have have the next exciting event and and something uh, new in the South Bay.
0: All right, everybody. Fantastic. Tomorrow night, Friday, February eighth, 6 p.m. at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center the youth battle of the bands, be there,
1: be there or be square. (laughs) Be there and And, be square. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Bobby, um, you, you've done so much for music and you've, you've given so much. Um, We're going to end the show with a little bit of your music. It, it's impossible to go through your discography and pick any one thing that's more important than another. So all I could do was go to the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society Convention from 2016. That's relatively recent in Nashville, because I know why you live in Nashville and have a little bit of uh, uh, music from Bobby Cochran. You were introduced by Fred uh, Gretsch. I mean, Wow. No wonder you live in
2: Nashville. This is it's amazing. <laughs> what was that? Like? Well, don't forget what was when, that when, like? when I'm singing and playing up there. I want them to sing along when when I do Summertime Blues. I want you to I want you to sing. There ain't no cute with Summertime Blues. Are born to be wild. <laughs> you know, like I like oh the audience I put their hands in the air, wiggle their fingers so I can see you singing, you know. And, uh, All right. I want the okay, audience so, to be part of it you know.
1: Okay, so the show is over But we're going to end With a little of Bobby Cochran's music uh, From uh, the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society Convention 2016 In Nashville, Tennessee uh, Thank you for joining us uh, And uh, we'll see you Tomorrow At the uh, 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 Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center uh, Doors open between 6 and 6.30 Get there early so you can get great seats.
2: Uh the cost yeah.
1: is free.
2: And it's an awesome venue too.
1: Awesome venue. Fifteen I think it's fifteen hundred seats, right, Chief? That's correct. So we can we can we can accommodate quite a few people, plenty of great free parking. Uh come on down, it's gonna be a great night, uh celebrating live music in the South Bay. What could be better? And to meet Bobby Cochran, what could be better? Uh, thank you very much. And now I'm going to play uh, the the bit from Bobby. Uh, Bobby, what's what am I going to hear? Can you just talk about the music that I'm going to I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hear? not
2: sure. I'm not sure what you're. This playing. was this was
1: that video that Fred produced uh, you playing at the convention. Was did you oh, play I, more I, than one? I,
2: I think I played a fingerstyle instrumental. Um, I I don't yeah, remember which a, one. An, so I this is a, an original composition, Strutton for the boys. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. That's a finger stopping, completely right. different than what I'll be doing at the show on uh, tonight. Okay. I mean tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, completely tomorrow different night. thing. But uh, yeah,
1: we just want to give people a little taste of what Bobby Cochran can do. And then uh, uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll uh, see you tomorrow at the uh, at the concert. And so Jackie and, and, uh
0: thank you. All right, talk tomorrow. Yeah.
2: And and yes, Bobby? I I was gonna say, you know, all, all my all my gigs are a master class. So if there is a guitarist out mm. there in the audience who wants to know how I did something, all you gotta do is ask me. Mm. Okay. Okay.
1: There you go. Class is in session. Tomorrow between six and <laughs> six thirty you need to arrive. Classes in session with Bobby Cochran. All right. Thank you, gentlemen and lady. And uh, here is Bobby Cochran. That's our show. Thank you very much, everyone. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)